The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Jerry, your parents seem lovely. If they wanna, if they've got feelings about Mash. <laughs> <laughs> Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Toonie, and guest will make three. Goddamn army, Mash Minute. Welcome back to Mash Minute, the Movies by Minutes daily podcast where we're analyzing the Robert Altman film Mash one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Megan Coleman. And I'm the guest, Jerry Porter. Thank you for joining us once again, guest Jerry Porter. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad, you know, you survived the operating room. We, oh, yeah. but we all resisted our urge to drink Mountain Dew. Yeah. And now it's going to be super obvious that I was just like, well, I'm going to save the priest for some Mulcahy minutes, but I guess Jerry Porter knows about this whole church thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you think of me that way. <laughs> So. Uh, when he's not in the back part of the bookstore. <laughs> when I'm not in the past. <laughs> We're going to talk about minute 17, which starts with Duke questioning Frank about his praying habits <laughs> and ends with Frank with his eyes closed in prayer after the other soldiers mock him by singing Onward Christian Soldiers. Oh, yes. Well, you know, I, I love what Frank says that, you know, his list of prayers and people to pray for gets it's longer every time and and now he has to add duke and and pierce to the list and i, I just thought god it's just exhausting being a christian <laughs> i mean your, your toil is never done <laughs> this whole minute here is a pretty scathing and a fascinating minute because of course they start singing onward christian soldiers which is a well-known hymn and, you know, here they are, Christian soldiers. And they're totally, you know, there's like a mock procession, you know, this, this, yeah. this processional that sort of forms, I guess impromptu, sort of forms outside the swamp. And they even have, I think somebody's even carrying sort of like a, a mm -hmm. big, the big, uh, like a cross out front or something. And it's... Uh, you know, it's just it's just kind of brutal. <laughs> you know, the Christian soldiers, specifically taking that song and sort of mocking it. And just the, I think the tension, the, I don't know, the hypocrisy of, mm -hmm. you know, what, what it would mean to be a Christian, but also to be it at war, I guess. How do those things go together? How do you, how do you pray? I, I don't know. It just kind of, I'm not saying I have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> But but it, when you watch this minute, yeah, like I said, pretty scathing indictment of these institutions. Yeah, it's an English hymn. It's got two dates. It's 1865 and 1871 because it's when those words were matched with that music and mm. it became Onward Christian Soldiers. It was originally written for children and I, <laughs> I cannot track down and verify this information that's the librarian and me being like excuse me i just want you to know i was reading a wikipedia article but apparently the author of the words said it was written in about 15 minutes 
Say and what? later apologized. It was written in great haste, and I am afraid that some of the lines are faulty. And so he said, basically allowing people to alter the words, quote unquote, as needed. So I think maybe that's why we have a couple of words. Like it kind of took a while to f- fall into place. But I love the idea of him being like, yeah, this isn't very good. You, you got any suggestions? Go, go ahead. <laughs> well, Do some jazz with that. With it. Kinda, that goes along with, with uh, yesterday's theme of just, you know, you can edit the Bible. <laughs> you can kind of edit on where Christian soldiers as needed. There you go. <laughs> I'm judging myself because amidst all my actual real notes, I have written down Winston Churchill's jam. Say what? <laughs> yeah, Winnie was a big fan of Onward Christian Soldiers and Could invoked it know. several times during World War II. And that was part of it tying in. That and the fact that it was a fave of a lot of missionaries is why it's so controversial now because it's associated with going out and... <laughs> Being Christian soldiers and converting everyone. Um, it's also, does the Salvation Army have a theme song? It's their theme song. <laughs> it's sort of the general proselytizing. Yeah. Yes. Spreading, spreading yes. the word, yeah. Uh, so what's interesting is, uh, you know, I had 12 years of Jesuit Catholic education, and, and <laughs> this this hymn was never one that we sang in the Catholic Church. Because it's not Catholic. I, I, I know it's, it's, it's a very popular Christian hymn, perhaps the most well known, but you know, Catholics never sang this. I guess it was, no, yeah, no. It was it's Anglican, like Protestant. Yeah, I, I, I feel like say, I've yeah, heard yeah. the Mormon Tabernacle Choir sing it a lot as well. Oh, yeah, oh, just Google on for Christian soldiers, LDS, they are all over it. <laughs> yeah, well, what's interesting is, is so is Frank Burns, is he Catholic or is he Protestant? He is Protestant, okay, what? is that I, I, I mean, he's Baptist, do... but I could be wrong, sure. Someone's I mean, I, I, that, I would be surprised. The whole idea is that he's kind of the Southern evangelical. Yeah. Before yeah. they took over the country <laughs> and started <laughs> running things. <laughs> In 1970, you could still make fun of them and it was fine. <laughs> and this is a great example of what I call the Altman false improvisation, where this is supposed to read as spontaneous. The people walking by outside hear them singing and join in. And he picks up this stick that just happens to be there. And look, it's like the cross. And it's just like, this is all so meticulously planned. (laughs) And it's in the script as meticulously planned. (laughs) (laughs) It also made me really, really curious because in the music book I read about Robert Altman soundtracks, it said he wrote a never produced musical. Really? So is he just like getting it out of his system here? (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. You know, you really see when they show the processional that mm-hmm. you really then they, they kind of switch over to Frank and his I, I mean, he's really concentrated yeah. really hard. And towards like actually at the very end of this minute, I mean, he looks kind of like he's on the brink of insanity right there. And, and I don't know if mm-hmm. it's just because he's being mocked or because of his religion is being mocked. Or if, if he's just furious, or just now he has a list of a, like 16 more people he has to pray for. <laughs> <laughs> he has You're to, all going to hell. Yeah, he has to add. He's going to be there all and... day, all night, <laughs> adding, adding pretty much everybody in the camp <laughs> to the list of people to pray for. So it's a lot of work. A lot I, of work. I absolutely have. Uh, in my first notes, it took me a while to figure out why I just wrote down Robert Duvall Apocalypse Now, and I, it's the crazy eyes. It's the crazy I mean, eyes. Yeah. 
he yeah. is this is the beginning of the end of Frank Burns. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take a while, but it is the seeds are laying in this scene here. There's you know, there's uh again towards the end of this minute where they show Father Mulcahy, there's this incredible shot where like the procession goes by Mm-hmm. And Father McKay comes upon it, but at the end, and he doesn't really always understand what's going on. He's kind of clueless, right? And there's a shot of of one of the soldiers salutes him, mm-hmm. but the Padre doesn't know whether he should salute back or bless the soldier. And it's this really amazing interaction that sums up exactly the whole minute which is you know how 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 do you reconcile being a christian and also being at war and these two institutions how like they meet you know we see in in in, like in frank burns they meet perfectly Mm -hmm. right right the the, sort of christianity and the military and rules and hierarchies and that is still such a thing Mm. I know you're rolling, and I'm going to let you keep going. No, no, but no, I just, sure. Like, you're not right. to call out my friends who are in the military, but the whole connection between especially Protestant Christianity and the military is still super strong. Of course. There's actually been complaints about it recently, like lawsuits from, you know, different denominations or atheists who are in the army who are like, I don't want to pray before we go out. Well, you know, institutions, hierarchy, rules. Mm-hmm. Think things people are, you know, certain they types used to of people be all linked. are they're, they're comfortable with. But what's fascinating is they show Father Mulcahy and he clearly does not know what to do here. He goes like the soldier salutes <laughs> yeah. him and he raises his eye and then he stops and then he does a <laughs> like he, he blesses him. But that's awkward and strange. <laughs> and, and he, he has no idea. Salute, but not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he goes. He salutes. He doesn't. He's kind of got his hat in the hand. He he, he doesn't know what to do, and he kind of looks back at the guy like, well, well, I, "What was all that about?" He gives him this like <laughs> yeah. half-assed benediction <laughs> as he I, I, uh, and and well, that's and was, you know that's how he is the whole time. He's 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 that, clueless. <laughs> he's he's not a bad guy, right? No, no I found no. it that the fact that Father Mulcahy finds this charming is charming. <laughs> And I, I think part yeah. of it, too, is he doesn't realize right. what's going on. But that in and of itself is also <laughs> like, you know, so the priest is just, he's just ignorant. He's not, he's naive and ignorant. Like when they do the whole, the speaker and, and Frank and Margaret are getting it mm-hmm. on. And, and, you know, he's like, oh, <laughs> is this so the, good. yeah, those, <laughs> the, the, the hastelings or whatever it is. The, the battling bickers. Yeah, exactly. They're bickering. Oh, I love this show. It's just, it's, you know, it's just, it's he, like, he okay. never, and, and even when he shows up in. realization. <laughs> You know, when they when he shows up in the OR and he's like, you know, if if you you know, I think he says to Blake, maybe like if you need me for anything, I'm right here. They're like, nah, man, this guy's still alive. <laughs> you know, it's kind of just like, you know, and, and you want to say, well, yo, everybody's alive. <laughs> so we have no use for you. You know, he's there ministering to all the soldiers in the camp. You know, they just dismiss it all the time and dismiss him. He's just. He's not a buffoon. That's too strong. But he always, uh, he's marginalized. I don't know. He's always yeah. uh, sort of inconsequential. And they even said, like, no, I mean, no, this guy's alive. We don't need you. Just like well, you're, you're only saying. good when There's... the people are dead. 
The end. There's no, he he doesn't belong here. Right. Which mm. gets back to your whole, the melding of, of how do you be Christian in a war zone? And the whole idea that like, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> this isn't where you belong. What are you doing? And Mulcahy's just a nice guy. Right. He's not trying to judge these people. He's not. And I, I read a fascinating book about military chaplains at one point. I'll have to try and find the name of it before Father David Mowry's on. But he wants to be there for them. He wants to be useful. He wants to, you know, he's ended up in this situation and he's trying to do the best he can. And I think the fact that he's able to laugh at them spontaneously singing Onward Christian Soldiers, which again, I don't think he would if he realized like they're I don't think he thinks that this genuinely happened, that they were so taken <laughs> with the spirit that they burst into song. Right. I'm sure on some level he's aware that, like, well, Something's they're just singing up. a song. But the fact that he enjoys it so much. Well, maybe, I mean, I, maybe I he's know. joining in because he's like, ah, those dumbass Protestants. <laughs> he's like we don't sing that you know maybe he joins in the, the the merriment he's like oh that's not one of our one of our songs you know <laughs> of course go around the whole camp parading like uh like buffoons <laughs> so i you know i don't know the the other interesting thing though is he has one scene right where a guy comes to him right uh painless comes to him mm-hmm. with a real problem and even yeah. then he's completely impotent P- pardon the pun. <laughs> he, I mean, he, he is. He can't. I, uh, yeah, I have issues with that scene. He just it's... like he can't. There's. He has one time when a soldier comes to him, right? And even mm-hmm. that, he's just useless, completely feckless, <laughs> yeah. nothing. He has to go to uh, Hawkeye and have him solve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, so so even even with the best of intentions, uh, yeah. you know, the the church is useless, pointless. You know, your parents are going to hear you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's like I said, it kind of goes in the very strong theme of the movie. I I do not think Father Mulcahy's character was written by accident. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's it's really hard. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you'd rather have Father Mulcahy than someone who's super gung ho. I mean, that's true. Like they mentioned, I I I think you're right, Megan. I think the whole point is that in the book, Father Mulcahy is the Catholic chaplain. He is the priest for the mass unit, and Major Hobson does the Protestant like service or whatever services. Thank you. And then does the Protestant services on Sunday? Like they share the the tent. Basically. Right, and then there's that right. Protestant chaplain from another unit. What is he, Shaking Sammy? Yeah! <laughs> who, who always oh. likes to shake everybody's hand and sends letters home. I was so mad that we didn't like, get Shaking Sammy in this movie. He's kind of like the like the house dead mother, right? No, Shaking Sammy's a swindler, isn't he? No, he is, but I mean, like, because he always sent okay. home letters and stuff. and Before they knew how it was going to go. Yeah, exactly. Right, because he te- right, he's like, oh, everything's fine. They're okay. <laughs> Korea is great. Korea is great. Don't worry about me. And then, yeah, then they. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they took out some of the more. <laughs> this is the toned down version of anti-religious mash. Jerry. Yes. <laughs> um, well. They took out Shake and Sammy. They took out Trapper John dressed up as Jesus on the crucifix. Oh, yes. Going around to different mass units, signing <laughs> autograph pictures right. of him as Christ. <laughs> so, not, not offensive at all. 
It could have been worse. It could have been worse. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the milder, gentler, religion-embracing version. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I guess I understand why they didn't get into it in the show, but I... And you know what? Hey, I'm someone who became Catholic on purpose as an adult, and (laughs) guess who the priest I'd seen most of my life was? was William Christopher up there on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I thought that's what Catholicism was! Was (laughs) Um, Now I gotta get up every Sunday. I've been sold a bill of goods. (laughs) (laughs) Um. What's interesting is, if, if, you know, if somebody came to you guys with this script today, uh, oh, in, in the 70s, it was passed on quite a bit. Or, you know, I guess mm-hmm. when it first came, a lot of people, a lot of directors had passed on doing it. You know, would you <laughs> would you accept it? Oh, that's me. Oh, I got this. You know, like like Robert Altman did. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I'll take this. <laughs> I, I Robert Ooh. Altman saw an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because he knew they had bigger productions going on. Yeah. And Ingo was going to give him more of a free reign. It was kind of one of those perfect situations fell into place. Yeah. It was like, if I play my cards right, they'll let me do what I want to do. Right, right. <laughs> At least mostly. <laughs> sure. So I think I would really like to read Ring Lardner Jr.'s actual script i've seen pages of it but i haven't like sat down and read it compared to the book Mm. and that would be an interesting comparison it's so hard i can't turn off 11 seasons in a movie worth of knowledge (laughs) (laughs) yeah 11 seasons well how let me ask you guys how closely do you view the tv show in the movie do you view them as just completely separate entities or do you throw them in all in one hopper called mash Ooh, i see them completely differently i'll let meg i'll um, buy you time by saying <laughs> i've I mean, always i mean they're in the same hopper but i guess i see them a bit differently they're well, drawer dividers <laughs> yeah yeah because I, I i sort of did it backwards well not backwards but i found the tv show and then i read the book and then charity's like oh we should do this podcast and i was like oh yeah i've never really paid too much attention to the movie we had sort of seen it, but didn't remember it, so that might tell you something right there. But um, <laughs> but I'm always comparing the three. Like, even before we did this podcast mm. and did all the research, I was always kind of like, yeah, but you know, in this other one. Right. <laughs> well, they were both, I mean, they were both huge in their time. You know, this was, this didn't this mm-hmm. get, like, best picture for 1970? It was nominated. Nominated, okay. And, and uh, it, the screenplay did win, but a little... That was rewarding him for other things, too. I see. And did okay. he get an award at Cannes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it won awards. Yeah. Tons of them. I mean, it was, yeah, tons of them. And, and, then, it, and then the TV show obviously was famous. I think it, it held yeah. the record for longest running TV show for many years, up until, like, I don't know, Cheers or something. <laughs> Uh, Simpsons will kill us all. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, I, of course, you know, you're going to be comparing them. Yeah. I think my thing is that the movie to me is such a different beast. Yeah. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm comparing MASH to Animal House, I'm, which we forgot to mention every other minute, Megan. I'm We're slacking. I'm slacking. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh, I know. But I'm, I'm comparing it to stuff like that, and the TV show is getting compared to... Uh, Silver other, Spoons. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're in different. I think they're in different drawers for me, or in different hoppers for me. <laughs> I, I agree, and I think, I, although you know, I'll, I'll, although it's easy to draw the comparisons, yeah, I, I they're they're very different beasts, and and I feel like they. Maybe not the first two seasons of the TV show, but certainly as it progressed, they trying to achieve very different things. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when through 11 seasons it's very different, you know, the progression. I, I can't tell you exactly when it changed or morphed into this other thing, but... Vietnam ended and Reagan got elected. Yeah, and then we were all having a good old innuendo we time. Oil <laughs> crisis. You know, good times, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that didn't affect contract. how much sex was happening in my primetime television shows. But <laughs> at least I don't think so. I'll have to look at the timing of that. Yeah. Jerry, before we let you go, two things. Mm-hmm. One is minute specific, so I'm going to do that one first. Have you ever been in a group that spontaneously burst into song? I once was on a desert island. This was when I was a, a young lad, and we had uh, there had been a shipwreck. We were all on the, on you know a large liner, and it was strange. The only survivors were me and about twelve other boys. And I remember my good my good pal Piggy. Um, we actually did burst into Kyrie, 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 Eliza. <laughs> And the whole thing was a mess. Uh, we had this conch. And <laughs> we had to, you know, uh, somebody made the rules of, you know, you can only speak if you had the conch. And there was a, uh, it was kind of a nightmare by the end. Uh, there was a, you know, we had a pig roast party down at the beach. It was supposed to be good. And then, <laughs> so, uh, no, no, I've never, I've never, I mean, I spontaneously burst into song all the time. But not mm-hmm. not in uh, this sort of pers- you know procession like this of, of a religious nature like that. So yeah, yeah you got to get a lot of people on the same page to make that happen. <laughs> it was, I'm sitting in AP U.S. History. I think we might have even been taking a test, and all of a sudden, because it was quiet, so we either were like work, we were working on something where you weren't talking, and the teacher wasn't lecturing. He was sitting at his desk, and all of a sudden, in front of me, I hear Kevin Sue very softly start going Ooga, chaka, ooga, ooga, oh my gosh ooga, chaka, ooga, oh my ooga. god and i swear to god unplanned on whatever <laughs> as other people heard him do this all of a sudden other students of the class started joining in <laughs> Until the entire AP history class was singing oh Hooked on a Feeling. <laughs> As Mr. McLaughlin just sat there staring and was like, you f- idiots. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the greatest moments of my life. It was amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Top that, Megan. Uh, I can't, so you win. (laughs) I was going to say, we definitely sang several times, but not not in a group like this. (laughs) We never pulled other people into it. Sure. Well, that we remember. (laughs) Fair. There were some Viking songs and... 
Yeah. It was a, there it was was a, a big old there mess. Were, Not were, as big a mess as what happened to Jerry, though. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a doozy. That devil showed up. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real pain in the ass. Yeah. Jerry, you've been such a wonderful guest. We'd like to give you a chance to, if there's anything about MASH that you think we've missed or you're not going to get to talk about, and you say, oh, why didn't you have me on for that? (laughs) Floor is yours. You know, I don't think black comedies are for me. (laughs) I had to to reflect upon that and kind of go, hmm, and look up some other black comedies. I, I, I Hmm. I, I wouldn't, you know, cut out a genre of film or anything like that. That's silly, but... I did, you know, I had to sort of reflect on that and go, okay, you know, do I think the movie's a bad movie? No, I don't think the movie's a bad movie, but I, you know, uh, I think it's the nuts and bolts of how it's filmed, the plumbing. uh, I think it's terrifically acted. It's fantastic. You know, I think you guys have covered it and will (laughs) continue to knock out some of these, you know, potentially controversial themes <laughs> but uh, you know, but yeah, we could have had you on for a lot worse. Yeah, than you songs. could have had me on for a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. And I think uh, certainly portrayed in a way that that you can you can t- you can talk about each minute <laughs> of the film ad nauseum. So you guys are lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry was part of the Indiana Jones minute, which talked about one of the other greatest films ever made and some other ones too that were super fun um (laughs) (laughs) yeah you nailed that so we have to we have to yeah Uh, yeah yeah and it's hard because i love last (laughs) crusade but yeah yeah fair i i think you speaking of nailing analysis of movies that's where that was (laughs) although i will defend that librarian with to my dying day uh, fair enough you and pete you and pete (laughs) Me and Pete will be hanging out in Venice, <laughs> waving as the boats go by. But yeah, definitely listen to Indiana Jones Minute, and you've guessed it on a bunch, too. Yeah, yeah. There's a really nice Movies by Minute community. And, you know, if anybody's interested in, in st- you know, watching and discussing a movie <laughs> one minute at a time, if you go to the, I think the Facebook page is at Movie by Minute, or is there moviebyminute.com? I know there's certainly the Facebook page, and th- there's... There's all sorts of encouragement and great information on how to do it. And all the people are really cool. That's one of the nicest things about uh, doing these podcasts is you meet a lot of different people, and they're all really nice and cool. It's a lot of fun. It's a great community. Sort of people you want to be stranded on a desert island. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the catch. On that uplifting note. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another minute of MASH. That felt really weird to say in that order. (laughs) (laughs) And join Megan and I back here. Same MASH minute, same MASH channel.